Hi, Sam. Hi, Veer. Happy Valentine's Day. Yuck, stop this. Say it back. No, will not. Sh- will never. Say it back. No, I hate Valentine's Day. What's disgusting? It, this is not about you. Happy Valentine's Day, Sam. Was that so hard? Yes, it like I am physically in pain and my intestines are dying. I feel better now. Good. Hi, this is Sam and this is Veer. Welcome back to the Tuesday Wine Club. Season 2. <laughs> Where we chat with experts from a variety of disciplines about their experiences. Or I mean sometimes to just shoot the shit over the glass of wine. In other episodes, you can also find us discussing relevant pop culture moments during those rare times when Taylor Swift hasn't released a new album. Did you mean red or do you are you asking about what's coming next because we thought about this? We're, we're not talking about this right now, but if you're just joining the club, ask yourself Have you ever wanted to work in creative industries but don't know how to get started? Do you like to listen to inane conversations about pop culture or do you just want an excuse to drink wine? A glass, a bottle, it doesn't matter. Honestly, that's why I'm still here. <laughs> If so, this is the podcast for you. In the second installment of these chapters, you already know we like to call them chapters. We're continuing to talk to people who are killing it in the industries from fashion and beauty to design and so so much more. You are not ready. Additionally, you get regular updates on how we're navigating the city from nights in Brixton, maybe Shoreditch in the afternoon. Well, I do love high tea stories from Muni and the West End. Well, <laughs> so, done, well done. So sit back, pour yourself a nice glass, hit subscribe, tell all your friends and join us every week for a new session of the Tuesday Wine Club. Because Tuesday is clearly not too early for the glass of wine, and Sam, I should be a comedy writer. Babes, I won't push it too far. Ooh. Season two. Oh my god, it's. It feels very surreal to say out loud. No. It feels surreal also because I feel like it's been a lot more chaotic putting it together this time than than last time, which is very surprising because you'd think we were more seasoned at this. I think the difference is the last time we both weren't doing full-time highly academic degrees also while trying yeah. to keep ourselves alive in a pandemic like no okay yeah we were in a pandemic the last time as well but like by ourselves trying to keep ourselves alive Yeah I think there's just a lot more the functional stuff that we need to mm-hmm. get done for our own lives that we didn't have to do last time That's true But that's fine uh speaking of which we're actually going to take a lot of those demands into account with this season mm-hmm. because we're shifting from a weekly format to a bi-weekly format that being the twice a month not the twice a week yeah it's the next few months are going to be busy both personally academically professionally for all of us i'm sure you guys listening as well but uh we're trying to line us up as much up as we can it's going well but like physically which is doing our fucking <laughs> best okay <laughs> We're doing our best. Let us live. Anyway, okay. What do you want to talk about before we move on to the episode? Which the episode in itself, which I absolutely love. I think it's such a strong episode to start on. You know, while I was editing, I was like, "Oh my god, I can hear myself fangirling so hard." Yeah, I'm looking at our Google Doc, which we look at while we record, and at the top, there is literally me saying, "Sam, stop fangirling." <laughs> Listen, I love this woman so much. I admire her so so much. Like I'm not even ashamed about it. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat this. I think what she's doing is incredible. I think she's at the top of her field 
and she's also so so humble which just makes it so much nicer so i'm very 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 glad that she is our first guest she was wait she was also the first person that sam sort of wrote down on her guest yes. manifestation list so it's kind of cool that we actually managed to make that happen i have several more people i'm going to cold email everyone don't you worry <laughs> but speaking of speaking i heard my own accent in this one see the thing is it doesn't sound alien speaking to me, of honestly, speaking honestly do what you will man i don't care lived yeah, yeah i also girls. heard your accent care. pop out in this one and i found it really funny too bad take a drink every time you hear my accent pop up so just drink just keep drinking <laughs> No, yeah, that's, that's your, your game drink, for, that's your drinking for this game episode. For this episode. <laughs> I think we need to start regulating the games for the episodes because we yeah. dropped the ball on it a bit this this time. I mean, last time. So for this episode, your game is to drink every time you hear Sam code switch. Yeah, and it's really funny because she's talking to me and she's talking to Emma at the same time. Yeah. So there is a little bit of like rapid code switching that's happening. <laughs> You know the funny thing is, every, if if everybody actually participates in this game, they're gonna be so drunk. I'm not even mad. We're not liable. Yeah, we're not liable. This is not our responsibility. Please yeah, drink yeah. responsibly. Do I mean this is your life, your alcohol? You do what whatever the fuck you want. Okay, so first, I I just wanted to say that the season of Euphoria is going to come to an end soon, and if anyone wants to discuss it, because Sam doesn't watch it, just hit me up on Instagram. So Sam doesn't watch, but because of TikTok and Instagram, Sam knows everything that is happening. But like. If anyone wants to discuss it with me, just yeah, just DM send me, me a text. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Is there anything in in particular you want to talk about? So I'm a little bit obsessed with cozy mysteries in the winter. Not that I'm not all year round, but yeah, I was gonna specifically, say specifically in the last month and a half ish. Wait one second. When you say cozy mysteries in the winter, I feel like you need to supply the audience with a format. Because <laughs> I mean? know what you mean. Oh. Okay, so a cozy mystery for my um, sort of, and my preference lies either in television or as books. It's basically something that it's not a thriller. It's it's by no means a thriller, but what there's this comedian who described it really well in a different podcast. But basically, he talked about how it's it's very like there's one detective, there's people helping him solve him or her solve the mystery. It's not gory by any means. It's not graphic. Like things like sex is alluded to, it's not mm-hmm. described, or you know, it's set in like a quaint village, or it's I don't know. I, that's just something really comforting about those kind of mysteries. Okay. Um. So I've read three <laughs> this month. One is called One is called The Man Who Died Twice, which is a sequel to The Thursday Murder Club, which, funnily enough, this podcast was named after. The second one is if you're a lawyer, actually, you might really enjoy this. It's called the Appeal by Janice Hallett, I think, and it's essentially it's no, there's no like paragraphs of text explaining or narrating the story. It's it's a it's it's almost like you're reading a case file of evidence, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of wade through emails and text changes and transcripts and everything. It's so interesting. That also reminds me of like um you know when you're listening to a really good. actual proper true crime podcast yeah. and they always have a website with all the evidence and all the documents yes. and then you can rifle through those while you're sort of listening to it exactly so imagine that but in a book format and that um, actually sounds pretty fun it's a really good one if you want you can have my copy the third yeah, yeah. one which i finished this morning was the malo murder club wait let me yeah it's called the malo murder club by 
Robert Thorogood, I think. He's I think he's created like a BBC drama as well, like a BBC crime drama, but I'm like I could be wrong. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book. Um again, again a cozy mystery hall of fame contender. And I think it's so sweet that you call them cozy mysteries. <laughs> no, they really are cozy mysteries. This one particularly is it's based in like a You're a cozy world. mystery, sorry. I, I don't know. My it's a Monday. Yes, but I still am a cozy mystery. <laughs> you are a cozy mystery. But yeah, those would be my top 3 books for this month. I have just started The Christie Affair this morning, which is about Agatha Christie's 11-day disappearance. It's fictional, but I'm 30 pages in and it's interesting so far. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to race through a 700-page book which I need to somehow finish by the end of this week because <laughs> I'm going to go see the author talk live and so she's on her book tour and like Well, she's definitely going to give spoilers if I. <laughs> it is a book tour, so I need to like really get on that shit. Okay, but we there is one last thing that we have to discuss. It is the pop culture moment of our times. Can we talk about the fact that Rihanna is pregnant? Can we just talk about how that baby's wardrobe is going to be so extensive? Can we talk about how she had all this time to birth an album and she didn't? But next, now there's. a whole child derailing this album for though do you know what so for I'm very longest, happy for her though so for the longest time i was equally miffed that there's no new riana i think i've kind of <laughs> come to the conclusion that okay fine she hasn't put out an album but she's put out like she's put out brand, everything else yeah a lingerie brand she's done constant like fashion shows for, yeah like riana's been giving she's been yes. giving and giving and giving Can, yeah. can I just get some music? But also, I love the styling of the pregnancy announcement. It was just so Rihanna because you know when you think of a pregnancy announcement now, you think of like what Beyonce did. You think about mm. you know like the Demi Moore shoot. Like recently, I because two of the Little Mix uh, girls were pregnant last year. I remember those shoots. Like mm. it's all sort of very classical and very ethereal. Yeah, ethereal. There is a, but there also is a certain like purism to it. Hmm. Where Diana was just like, yeah, I'm wearing a bright pink puffer coat and I'm walking into this the, the cold streets of New York. With, <laughs> I'm walking oh, into traffic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Chanel jewelry on? Like it's incredible. Also, like um, there's a scene in Euphoria where the season where Maddie says something about how. when she's pregnant she's never going to dress like a pregnant woman she's going to continue being maddy but she's going to just also be pregnant and that's literally exactly what riana is doing <laughs> which is also like sort of redefining what maternity clothes are so it's it's very interesting so should we move on to the episode i think this is a good place to stop okay well have fun and uh dm me about euphoria and dm sam mo cozy mystery recommendations Because she is a cozy mystery. Because she is a cozy mystery. <laughs> Former beauty editor, now a photographer, content creator, and creative mentor, our guest today is someone who's really done a little bit of everything. Her professional journey spans all the way from London to Sydney and back, and as if that wasn't already cool enough, she's also the quintessential Parisian living in London. A trait mm-hmm. that wonderfully shines through her work. We really couldn't have had a cooler guest to open our second season. 
I've been instructed by Veer that I must contain my fangirling until the end of the episode. A hard instruction. <laughs> but please raise your glasses and join us as we welcome to the Tuesday Wine Club, Emma Ho. Cheers. Hi. Cheers. I've got my little drink, by the way. Excellent. I came prepared. I'm not the only one drinking today. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm hydrating. So you, okay. We, it doesn't count. You're going to drink in two hours. It's fine. Yeah, this is true. To start off, <laughs> could you tell us what your favorite wine or drink of choice is? Um, tonight, I have with me a little bit of champagne because why not? Why it's not? December next week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So you wear multiple hats when it comes to work from being a photographer, skin fluencer, as many people call it creator and mentor how would you best describe what you do um yeah that question never gets easier because (laughs) it really depends who's asking (laughs) so like if someone you know of my generation is asking I'll be like oh I'm a photographer but I also kind of have a blog Mm -hmm. um, and do a bit of Instagram stuff which I feel like someone my age so I'm kind of um, early 30s would kind of get but if it's like my mum's friends I have to (laughs) I still even don't think my dad gets what I do. He's like in his seventies, and I think he still thinks I'm a journalist. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, it's kind of it's too complex. Like, that's fine. Um, but yeah, or just kind of what I'm vibing the most that week. It can, you know, I can be just be like, oh, I'm a photographer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really depends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure exactly. it also shifts from time to time and from period of life to period of life. Definitely, definitely. Okay. So this is actually a really good segue which you will hear me saying quite often Mm -hmm. Uh, we know and love the twists and turns you've taken through your career but could you tell us about the very beginning and how it all began um so i like work wise um i first started writing for magazines when i was studying Mm -hmm. history of art at university Mm -hmm. Um, and I did this because I was that kind of girl that wanted to be like the editor-in-chief of Vogue yeah. and all that kind of Devil Wears Prada yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. I had every every Vogue from like, you know, since I was 12 and stuff. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm doing history of art. Like, that's kind of a ran- not random degree, but it doesn't link directly to it. So I need to like get kind of in that space. Um, so I would literally just like write articles or like interview photographers. So I, I would like pitch to editors, but already have things written. So actually rather than pitching, I would be like, Hey, I have this article attached. Do you want to publish it? And I would never really ask to be paid. I was 19. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't care. I was just like, Oh my God, days and confused. My name's on days and confused or like whatever it was. So I just kind of kept doing things like that and started, um, really just making up as I went along which is the only way to do stuff I think everyone makes everything up (laughs) like as they go even now I'm like I think this is working I guess (laughs) um so yeah I started doing that when I was at university and then when I graduated I got offered a job as a um, beauty editor magazine um and I'd never written about beauty before um and that's really how I got into doing the whole kind of beauty stuff and I'd had my blog um for a few years before that so I kind of started posting more beauty things yeah. and sharing more um photos from my travels once I graduated and had more time to travel I just kind of put it on there and this this was back in the day when that really wasn't a job yeah. it wasn't even maybe going to be a job it was genuinely just like just my hobby <laughs> Like, it was just actually, like, almost somewhere that I could, like, put all my photos and just, like, 
have them nicely stored with yeah. dates kind of right. thing almost like a scrapbook um yeah ex- literally and it was like you know this is the time when like i think we'd had facebook for like maybe like three years yeah. you know wow. this was like in 2000 yeah yeah this is like 2011 i think i got facebook in like 2008 or nine okay. so um that kind of i think why, why i say that is because i think it's so natural now mm-hmm. and it's so easy to forget that like before you didn't take photos and share them all the time yeah. <laughs> like it was for your scrapbook like that's why you took photos to yeah. put in your actual physical album um so yeah I was I guess I was creating like a digital version of that and then when I moved to Sydney a couple years later um I actually worked in a cafe by the beach mm-hmm. and then um did a few kind of freelance jobs for magazines out there and that's when I decided, do you know what? I just want to take photos. Yeah. And I just started telling everyone I was a photographer. Best way to get Like, work. literally. This is literally I was me just with like, today. But I was just like, I kind of am. Like, I take photos. Like, yeah. what? who says I'm not? Like, what makes you officially a photographer, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then, like... I literally put like ads on Gumtree just like would take you know I've I've taken photos of like fake hedges before as a job guys like nothing was below me it was just like if someone is willing to part with any kind of money for me to take a photo I'll do it then I'm technically doing what I want to do yeah absolutely um so that's when it started and then I had more free time so I was being freelance and that's when I put kind of a bit more time into blog and Instagram Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, a couple of years later, those were my full-time job. Lovely. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, that's actually very inspiring because beautifully leads us into our next question. I'm telling you, the segue is. This always happens with our guests. We don't know how, but it just always happens. Um, <laughs> how has your relationship with beauty evolved into what it is now? Because I've had friends who've, you know, I've sent them maybe one of your Sunday stories for listeners. Sunday stories is a series Emma does on her Instagram where she takes one topic and she just tells you everything under the sun about it and it's brilliant. So when I sent them that, they've kind of just like used it as a Bible. So mm-hmm. how has that relationship, well, your relationship with beauty evolved into what it is today? Um, I think I had quite uh kind of troublesome skin growing up Mm -hmm. when I was a teenager both myself and um my sister did Mm -hmm. um and my mum didn't so she had she had no information to impart (laughs) with us my mum's just like a like hot artist model never had a spot (laughs) in her life type woman she's very annoying (laughs) so we were like mum like she was like stop putting makeup on it and we were like but mum we don't like you've never had a spot she was like yeah no I don't know (laughs) so basically we had to figure it out and so both me and my sister are quite into beauty in terms of like we had bad skin yeah. and we had to kind of find out you know what was actually good and we'd be really interested yeah. um and then obviously oh my god I sound so old saying with the internet the coming of the but, but you know when I was 10 that didn't yeah. exist you couldn't just google something or even like 13 probably not it was just um, pure child and error mm. you know you'd like literally read like a magazine that was telling you like yeah. all this wrong stuff um so I was always really interested and I love kind of learning about stuff like that I'm Mm -hmm. quite a geek when it comes to like knowing everything and I find it especially when it's something that really interests me 
Um, and so I think I got it into it like that, but like still wasn't, you know, really knowing it. But when I got into working with beauty brands and obviously you get to like, you read all these amazing press releases to do with the science, mm-hmm. you get to meet the founders um, who can really explain the research behind it and why they've created this product. And, you know, it's so, so fascinating and it's always changing, which uh-huh. is why I think I still am interested to it, interested in it now because it's so like, it's ever changing and there's all this new technology coming in and we're finding new things out about the skin and like, it's so interesting because it's like learning about, you know, a vital part of ourselves that we all have. Um, And so I think it's changed in terms of like how I see it as like constantly evolving now, whereas before it was kind of like there was, I had an issue and I wanted to fix it and it was kind of within that box. Whereas like now I'm like, I'm happy with my skin, but I'm still never going to not be obsessed with knowing (laughs) what the next skincare thing is basically. But I love that. I haven't, I mean, so in India, we didn't get very much into sort of makeup or even skincare for that matter until maybe I was, I want to say when we started watching things like Zoella and she was using simple skincare and like my dad would bring it over for me. So we never had the concept, but for the last maybe several years, I've looked into some, you know, a lot of it I know through you, through other bloggers as well, but I never thought of it from like a technology perspective. Because now that we're talking about it, I'm just like, oh my God, yes, it has evolved so much. You have tools for your face. You have LED lights for your face. Did not It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. And just the research they can do, they can literally fabricate these things to work like the skin. So you're, you know, like it's, it's endlessly fascinating. I also feel like with that though, I don't want to see the peak because I feel like that does it a disservice. But um, whether the age of experimentation where mm. there's mm. just so there's something new happening every day there's a new trend every day and the good thing about certain beauty trends I think are also that they fit mold and adapt to different people who will take them forward in their own way so it kind of becomes a neural network of sort of experimentation yeah. and yeah it's just good <laughs> and it's great because beauty you're right like beauty changes so much now and there isn't just like one ideal of beauty yeah. which I think probably when we were growing up there was more so mm-hmm. the internet and like all that <laughs> it sounds so old when I, it's fine. Honestly, I mean social I'm social media it's yeah, fine. And also, like, we also grew up with like dial up internet yeah, so yeah. you're but like social media, like like you said, there's something new every day. I, I mean, like the speed at which it's not just like, oh, my monthly, you know, Cosmo yeah. or mm. whatever it was. It's really like, oh, my God, you know, you even even see five things yeah. today, you know, like there's all there's so much change. And mm. I think that's so amazing. And it's opened all of our minds into like what is beautiful and like what we find beautiful, which for me, whether that's in skincare or my photography, that's always my interest because it's so it's so interesting that to me anyway. And because I think I did art history and my yeah. mom was an artist that like what we find attractive to our eye and like what we don't and how like these days we're so much more open to finding things with maybe 10 years ago we wouldn't have found like beautiful yeah yeah Yeah, I guess it's also very sort of culturally contextual in a huge way as well um okay we're gonna take a sharp left turn and talk about Mm -hmm. your photography (laughs) because we've just we, we must um sure so individually we don't know a whole lot about shooting on film but mm-hmm. we'd love to sort of talk about your girl series and that's spelled lowercase g-i-r-l for those listening mm-hmm. um how did the project start and what led to its creation mm-hmm. um so i've actually only been shooting on film i think it's probably like three three years mm-hmm. now 
Um, I kind of self-taught myself on digital, um, but I always have these memories of like all the photos my parents would take of me and my sisters, like on film cameras, obviously it was the 90s. And there is just that like something wonderful, that quality about them. Um, And I absolutely love the photographer Jürgen Teller and he always shoots on film. So I always had that ideal, but never really thought like, oh, I should shoot on film too. Or or I thought it was going to be too complicated Mm. or I just felt like I can't do that yet. I don't know. Um, but then a few years ago, I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to buy like a point and shoot film, like give it yeah. a go. Like how bad can it be? Mm. Even if it's just for like me and my friends or whatever. Um, and then I just absolutely fell in love with it. And the kind of not knowing, I think that's something so nice. Again, something yeah. I'm so used to is like being able to take a thousand shots yeah. and being like, oh, that's not quite right. That's not quite right. Just being like, we've taken three. I hope one of them <laughs> <Yeah>. works. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like that kind of, it gives me that like kind of childish excitement, uh-huh. which I absolutely love when it comes to creativity, because I think that's what it's about when we're trying to be too perfect. Like it almost takes away the the kind of, something that's like perfectly imperfect which is often the best image isn't the one where the lighting you know everything is perfect there's something a bit off and that's what I tend to find is what makes something beautiful beautiful um and I think that's why other people like it too because you kind of look at it and you're like oh I wouldn't have oh but I do like that but wait but it's not it's like it kind of makes people think a bit um and my girl series came around um so yes as you said it stands for girls in real life um and I wanted to shoot um like the women in my life, mm-hmm. um, kind of nude-ish, like kind of scandally <laughs> clad. Um, not as a kind of like sexy thing, more as a just kind of like real show yeah. of like vulnerability and being candid and just like quite comfortable with yeah. it. Like all the shots I do, we always have like a coffee and a catch up first. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. and we only ever really shoot for like 20, 30 minutes. Like I shoot so fast. Also, like, let's I, be very honest. As women, when we're by ourselves in our in the privacy of our homes, most of the time, I hate wearing pants. I'm sorry if this is TMI for you. <laughs> I hate wearing trousers. Pants for UK listeners, I mean trousers. Pants for yeah, not to be UK clear. Listeners, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It's like that kind of thing that you would probably maybe just walk around in at home. Yeah. You know, it's not, it, it, there's something that feels cozy about the, if they're in their underwear, it's not a kind of sexualization necessarily mm-hmm. um, of that format, I guess. Um, and I was just like, do you know what? I'm just, because I, uh, I did um, a series of self-portraits of myself like that, yeah. um, which I shot on, on digital. Um, which had been I shot them actually for like a year before I shared any of them but those had been really well received and the female form is something that I've just like always been obsessed with Um, and I thought how lovely even just to shoot my friends and people I've you know met through work or university or whatever it is Uh um, and kind of capture those moments and I'm sure in like 30 years we'll look back and be like oh my god like those were the days (laughs) or like that kind of thing it's like a relaxed sort of self-intimacy yeah, absolutely. And and kind of shooting them from the female gaze as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, and I, I just absolutely love doing them. They're, they're always so, so special. And like, I think they're really well received because everyone is kind of showing a different kind of type of... I don't think it's necessary type of picture because there's obviously lots of people that share wonderful things on Instagram and, you know, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like your cunt for me it's like it's capturing a certain energy or a certain moment (laughs) it's not necessarily the exact it's not the photo necessarily but it's the the photo photo. that's captured something exactly yeah but it kind of comes back to what you were saying about sort of perfection and imperfection kind of thing right that it's a lot more raw 
And yeah. while we're talking about perfection and imperfection, that is one of the things I have learned through the mentorship. And again, leads me through <laughs> the next question. Um, yes. See, this is you the, creating your own segue. Let's... Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about it when she was talking about play because that's what we call it in the, on the mm-hmm. feed. Um, so Emma has something called How to by Emma. It's a creative mentorship. So Emma, what can you tell us a little bit about it and what led to its creation? Totally. So um, Salmon is an amazing part of it. Oh, first thank of all, you. thanks for being part of it. Of course. Um, I started it in August 2020, mm-hmm. and basically. Um, I have obviously shared online um, for ages. Mm. And one of the things I get asked the most after what sh- serums shall I use <laughs> is um, what camera do you use? How to take a photo? How do you do this? How do you do this? And it used to kind of get to me because I'd be like, it's not that simple. Like it's just a <laughs> camera and like, God's sake. I and need I, to but, tell you more. Yeah. I was like, I can't just, I can't just answer. It's not like, a, it, I can't answer that on DM. <laughs> like, it's like, I have to tell you my life story. Like I can't, it's too long. Um, or there's so much more to it or even things that like, I'm not conscious of because I just do them. Yeah. I've never had to explain yeah. them, you know? Um, so I was like, gosh, people always ask for this. And I wanted to kind of set up something else as a business mm-hmm. because as much as I'm so, so thankful that I get to, you know, work with these amazing beauty brands online, mm-hmm. I am, aware that like this might end one day yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to then be like oh now what? <laughs> nothing else to do <laughs> like obviously I've got photography and I know I have lots of skills that I'm sure I could repurpose but I was like I want something that's like fully mine yeah um so I was kind of trying to think of what that would be and obviously I wanted to do a brand and all this but I was like this is something that like I I mean Sam you know I can talk about for hours and, and hours. we love to listen just saying yeah. we love to listen <laughs> um and so yeah that's what that's kind of where it came about um doing the kind of subscription Mm -hmm. with like the different themes every month um and kind of talking over all those kind of different subjects you know from photography videography the the business side Mm -hmm. and the admin side and pitching side of working for yourself um and it's been so lovely and it's actually really nice to do it because actually it makes me it's made me I've never had to write that stuff down so actually by doing it I've been like oh yeah I do that or like oh yeah I have done (laughs) like it's really nice in a way um, and it's just like the most um, wonderful community of people, Sam. I'm sure you can vouch for that. It's 100%. just like everyone in there is just so caring and sharing. It's not just like me preaching yeah. down to everyone. It's really like, well, I've done it like this. Like that's been my yeah. experience. Someone mm-hmm. else might be like, oh, that's happened to me, but this happened. So, you yeah. know, we can. It's sort of self-evolving in nature. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, a great creative community but, and kind know, of I me sharing to my top tips. About the community. It's, and this is something I've, taken forward with me it's a very collaborative community not a competitive one and Mm, that is a phrase I think you had said in one of the lives or something and I've been using it in like job interviews because as an industry of sort of creatives growing at the same time irrespective of whether you're in fashion art whatever you could be making furniture but we've become a lot more collaborative it's all about sort of not just championing yourself but also the people you're taking with you and I think that's that's actually really nice like I've never shy to share a win or a loss on the on the slack community or yeah just it's just a great group of people to kind of have around you and it just makes you that's feel so like amazing even to hear. on days that you <laughs> absolutely feel like I don't know what I'm doing with my life <laughs> but there's other people who'll sit with you and be like you know what I don't exactly <laughs> no but like who does yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone even me I'm like I don't know like is this good like we, everyone has those moments and you're so right it is like I think even for me the way I share on there is so different 
than what I would normally share mm-hmm. online because I something weirdly feels safer because it's like a closed yes. group. Even though there's loads of people in it, it's mm-hmm. like it's not for it's public consumption yeah. in a way. It's like it's still kind of like feels like a little very intimate in mm-hmm. a way. So like the way I share and the way everyone else does it, it's really nice to have to kind of have that safe space. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's what it probably feels like. There's invisible walls that are holding you guys in that is also sort of like creating the sort of protective atmosphere. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So speaking of the mentorship, um, we've seen all forms of mentorship sort of popping up across Instagram, whether that's yours, which is um, How to Buy Emma, there's Matt Adler's Bake It Better, there's Jasmine McPhee's Find Your Intern. Where and how do you see this business model evolving in the future? I think it'll be the kind of the same way that when I started a blog in 2009, I had no idea that was the best year to start yeah. a blog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until like maybe two years, you know, when you're yeah. like, at the time I was like, I don't know, it's just this fun thing, whatever. And I think, obviously... To be right at the precipice of something. Exactly. I think, obviously, I'm more aware that this is a business from the get-go. But I think it's the kind of thing that like, you know, I think there's about like four or five hundred of us in it now. And yeah. it's so nice. And that is a lot of people, you know, for a group. But also I would love for this to be thousands of people eventually because I think it's so, so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, or for, you know, because people come in and out mm-hmm. and like they can have the whole year and experience all the courses and stuff. I think it will be the kind of thing that in like five, ten years when like absolutely everyone has a mentorship or a kind of subscription mm-hmm. thing that I'm really glad that I started in yeah. 2020, basically, because okay. I think. Not because, oh, I, you know, I did it first or anything like that, more because of what I will have learned from having yeah. it longer um, and kind of know or feel quite comfortable in my offering mm-hmm. and what it's about and kind of that basically have the time of kind of running it because there is so much behind the scenes yeah. of it. Like, um, like you know, I have to plan all the posts yeah. or like I did, you know, writing all the courses for the website mm-hmm. um, and planning lives and fitting those into my life and because often they're on the weekend and getting guests Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff um but I just love like kind of learning with it because and I'm quite open about that I think like I've also never done this before so I'm like very open to like ideas from everyone and like what they want and like that they feel they're getting out of it Mm -hmm. you know something really handy because that's essentially what I just want to like provide for people is something that they feel like they're getting something that's like really valuable to them from it basically Hundred percent. Um, speaking of learning, <laughs> what is one thing you wish? And I'm pretty sure you've had this question before. So um, just please humor us. <laughs> what is one thing you wish someone had told you about being a content creator in your early years that you tell all your mentees now? I've had a couple of guesses in my head, but I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> you know what it's going to be. I have a feeling. Charge usage. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say either Duh. charge usage, know your worth, or yeah. um, always... They're kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it's... It, yeah, knowing how much you can charge, yeah. I think, because also, like, once you take tax off and stuff, once you start working for yourself, you're like, oh, I actually didn't... You know, yeah. like, you, it might seem like a bigger number, but then you're like, oh, I've got my agent fee, then I've got yeah. VAT, mm-hmm. then I've got, got my admin. tax, and you're like, uh... <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. And also just, yeah, usage, because not many people are aware of that. And Mm -hmm. that's why I talk about it like 10 times a day, because you get, you know, I even have people from the mentorship being Mm -hmm. like, someone sent me a contract and I knew to look for it. And I said, oh, that's an additional fee. And the the client was like, yeah, fine. And they just like 
tripled their job yeah. and it's like yes like that makes me so happy people getting paid um, for what they're worth 100 percent. Yeah, yeah exactly and people realizing that that's really valuable to a company and that's why you charge for it you're not trying to trick anyone and you know charge them more yeah. like if they get to use your image mm. which is your face and or and or an image you took mm. then that costs money and that like people can live off it mm. and like charge properly and not be afraid yeah um i think that's the thing i used to do definitely as well is like not ask for what i wanted because i was scared i'd lose the job yeah mm. and i think that's something that comes up again and again people are like oh i don't know but it's like if someone doesn't get back to you because you've you know your rate's too high then like you don't want to work with them yeah. because if your rate's too high they can just go that's too high yeah. this is our budget yeah. right if they're not like that then like you don't you don't want to be chasing yeah, that and invoice also, for years, a lot of companies <laughs> are also open to having that con to that having that negotiating conversation yeah but you have to put the conversation in front of them for them to have it of course yeah exactly and i think if you're not in the industry and you are working for yourself you're not around those people that yeah. would tell you that necessarily mm-hmm. whereas that client will be like yeah that's of course we're going to have a conversation about it no one just emails a rate and someone goes yes like that's happened like twice in my life and you're like shit i should have charged more <laughs> and <laughs> like one of the one of the biggest things that's funny you says that but one of the biggest things is if you want something and if you want to negotiate whatever it is all you have to do is ask <laughs> yeah <laughs> still try to figure that out literally it's I know it's it's it does seem daunting. I think it's because I've done it like three thousand times by now. But so many of the Q and A's I do yeah. on the weekend yeah. as well on the group are like, how do you, you know, ask a brand for this? How do you like, write them an email asking oh, them? Like no one, no one minds. And if they ignore you, then they've ignored you, and you can move on with your life. Yeah. And if they're into it, they'll reply. Like it's it's just knowing that like it's kind of nice. I think seeing it as like business mm. because. Yeah. I think when it's you, it feels really personal. And like, if someone reject, you know, rejects you in advert in inverted commas, it feels like they're rejecting like you personally. But it's just like they just don't need a photographer right now, or they've used up all their budget, or and you're just like, okay, cool, we'll talk to you next. Great, we'll talk in six months. <laughs> yeah, there's other sort of logistics at play which are completely out of your control. Exactly, and and I think it that obviously does come with time. Like I was never yeah. like that from mm. the start. But I love that I can share that with people. It's like, honestly, makes me so happy when someone got like properly paid. Yeah. Like, we love it. Makes me so happy. Also, <laughs> ownership is something that I'm really passionate about because like I- I'm an illustrator. So it's also just make sure you get terms of ownership cleared when you're making work for someone. Mm-hmm. Do you own mm-hmm. that image or do they own that image? And where's the, yeah. is there the licensing fee involved? There's just so much business stuff that you, that no one actually yeah. teaches you that you kind of only really pick up from experience so I'm glad yeah. that you are in a position where you're like hey I have all of this experience absorb <laughs> yeah exactly and like kind of even like expand people's minds of like this is how much you can make like yeah. don't think because say you're an illustrator or you're a content creator that that like is worthless like that's a lot like this is like let me show you how I've done this yeah. and I made loads of mistakes and let me like help you not make those mistakes like because you know, everyone has to do something their way, of course, but like really hearing someone else be like, no, you just ask that and then doing it and seeing that people respond well, you're like, oh, (laughs) good to know. For my job. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. (laughs) So, okay. You've worked with so many brands throughout your career. Um, what is one brand or project that's kind of still on your bucket list? 
I know that's you work with a lot. That's why I, I was considering taking this question out. Um, I think it wouldn't be like specifically a, a brand. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like the type of job uh-huh. I would like. I would love to um, shoot a campaign for a beauty brand, mm-hmm. um, like a kind of like it's in the magazines and the shop yeah. window nice. beauty brand, like okay. that kind of thing. Um, and I have created a product before, but I think I would love to do that again. Yeah. Um, and again, I learned a lot from last time, let's say. Um, I'm going to do it how I actually want to do it. Um, so yeah, I think um, kind of having more creative, not freedom. I, I feel like I'm quite free and I'm quite happy like putting rules down when I work yeah. with people. But um, kind of being like, look that's my thing in the window <laughs> yeah. or like something like that yeah. something real i think and maybe something that's not just digital yeah it sort of becomes tangible and then trying to view and so yeah well, totally well i know we've got brand consultants editors stylists listening so you know guys just just let's just try and make this happen. <laughs> why not with our limited thousand listens audience let's try and make it happen <laughs> so you need one person <laughs> you've actually already kind of answered this but i'm gonna ask it anyway um mm-hmm. If you had to choose a different path, what do you think it would have been? Oh, I feel like I would have been like a lawyer or something. An art um, lawyer, maybe. Yeah. Oh, fun. I thought that. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, within a creative industry, but something quite like, I'm like obsessed with numbers. Like I have a mm. bit of a number OCD. Like I constantly count in my head. Yeah. Like the whole time. No, but, like but count during more. this, I've been counting. Um, I count like the holes and things. So like, uh. <laughs> I count like the holes. Okay, like here's a candle, okay. right? It, it says sun spell. Yeah. So the P is a hole, uh. right? I, and then around it is a hole. I'm really freaky, but I do the exact same thing. I'm not, oh I'm my not God, lying. Stop. I'm not lying. I, I've I never met that. anyone else no, that does I, it. Okay, this is going to sound really weird. Um, but I do that with, with my teeth on the bus. So you know how you like, do it with teeth because I can't like mentally count. So I I need to like log it. So if I see yeah, like, I used to do it with my fingers. Yeah, so I do like so I count the the things and then Sam, this is audio. You have so to strange. describe what you're doing right now. <laughs> this is gonna sound so strange. Wait, what? Basically, no, I love it. Basically, so you know how like the Pret logo. I got oh, so the Pret logo, and this mm-hmm, is also mm-hmm. a little bit of like Photoshop and stuff. Okay, so there's two holes here, but there's a base color, so I have to do. One side, two sides, so then it's filled twice and it's not like layered. I this count then the colors. So I make like a, I make like a four digit sequence. It, it has to be equal. It has to be uh, an even yeah. number. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so interesting. Oh God, I, I bet there's like some reason. Oh my God, I've never met anyone. Everyone always looks at me like you're completely mental. No, no, no. no or no, like, this, this I'm like Rayman or something. And I'm like, I can't just count things. I like actually have to count them. You know, yeah. You're the first person you I've met who has actually said that out loud because I've just kept it to myself because I just didn't think anybody else does it no that's so interesting and I think that's why I love numbers because I'm like I constantly have numbers in my head yeah. so I feel like lawyer or like something like that like would be not that like they would all be lawyers but like it's that kind of like yeah. very focused with lots of information and I can retain information really well because I constantly count love if it. that makes love any it. sense we sound mental but you, whatever you learn something you know, no, no, there's this is not a judge a judgment based podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, move, moving on. <laughs> what is one thing you're looking forward to in 2022? Um seeing my best friend Olive who lives in Australia. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, hopefully, I feel like I just jinxed it, touch wood. Um, yeah, so hopefully we, well, we are planning a trip in January, but we're meeting in the US because it's kind of like halfway yeah. between Amazing. us. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I feel like I've missed all my kind of like Australian chosen family Yeah. that I normally see. I haven't seen them for two years. Um, and I just want to like really, also next year, I just want to like really enjoy myself. Yes. I feel like I've kind of, my early 20s were like me trying to figure out life mm. and work and like trying all these different things and like, you know, landing on something that worked out and then putting loads of time into yeah. that to grow it. Um, I got my flat and like, I feel like now I'm like, Excellent. Thanks. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've been here now. And I'm just like, now I'm just like, because obviously we didn't have, you know, we've had less freedoms recently, but I just want to like, just like kind of Courtney Kardashian it and just nice. like enjoy life. You know, we love it. We love to see it. Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, sorry if I jinxed it all, everyone. No, 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 no jinx. <laughs> if if you're listening to this, that's some words. Cross the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, what comes to your mind when we say the following words? Film. Uh, Leon. Nice. Um, <laughs> texture. Oh, velvet. And future. Ocean. <laughs> okay, okay, love it. I love that. That's the most tranquil set of responses yeah, we've gotten. Yeah, we've had, we've had like weird ones in the past, but like fun weird ones, um, which yeah, I sure. cannot suddenly remember now. Um, okay, one of our last questions is always like a fun question, like completely out mm-hmm. of the blue, whatever. So on your Spotify or Apple Music, what is the third song in the last playlist you were listening to? <laughs> Guys, I have the most weird. <laughs> it's fine. Listen, I listen to a lot of Bollywood. <laughs> the sun goes down. So. It is nothing but a G thing, Dr. Drain's new Love book. it. I love it. <laughs> we have a soundtrack for this episode. If you're listening, just play it in the background. We can. I don't know if we can put it. In, I, don't, I guess it's copyright. I listen to like everything. Like I literally have like. I don't even have different playlists. I just have like songs yeah. because it's too. I can't even order them. Like I don't know where I'd start. Um, so yeah, that's that's yeah, my, a good. Thing. My playlists are maybe the most chaotic. There is yeah. no structure to them. So if yeah. I'm ever giving them over to someone who's sort of playing them at a party, I'm just like just put it on shuffle because there's no order. We to don't this know anywhere. what's going to show. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like just we'll throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. It's fine. Love it exactly. So totally. Sweet. That normally works. Okay, and lastly, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Emma Oahu, which is Emma and then H-O-A-R-E-A-U. And How To By Emma is howtobyemma.com. Love it. And I know this, I might come across as completely biased, but trust me, the mentorship was completely worth it. And, I'm, and this was completely not like a whatever promotion episode, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but I'm saying it from experience because... I joined when I was starting my business, which has kind of gone stagnant because I'm doing too many things, but mm-hmm. it's completely worth it. You get advice that's like, you know, it's it's not just, you know, something you'd read on a blog. It's actual someone's tried and tested in completely different, you know, sort of um, volumes, so to speak. And you have the mm-hmm. community, you can build your network, you can build your you can work with each other. I've seen collaborations happen between the community, which is amazing. Oh my gosh, I know. Or when people go for drinks yes. and they tag me and I'm like, guys, invite me. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, but thank you so so much, Emma. This has been fantastic. My pleasure. It's been a thank great you for having kick me. Off, kick off the fight. Kick. I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. Kick off the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been so nice chatting with you guys, and lovely to meet you both over a screen. Yes. But lovely to meet you both nonetheless. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. You can find Emma's Instagram handle in the show notes. We spent almost 15 minutes trying to perfect our pronunciation of her last name, and ultimately decided that she deserves better. So we're not going to do it in justice. But you can find links to her work with other brands at Instagram, and yeah, check it out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wine Club. Sam and my personal handles can be found on the same account. Feel free to come stalk our profiles. We love the extra engagement. And tune in in two weeks for another episode.